1: Back home uh, after a beautiful vacation and a cruise in, of all places, Cuba. And you've been planning this for a long, long time. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Uh, or should
2: I say, hola?
1: You could say that. <laughs> But you spent some time in Cuba, and you've been planning this for a really long time, ever
2: since you learned you could. Yeah, no, uh, Jamie and I have wanted to go to Cuba for years, and once we learned that you could actually do so, uh, we thought, well, let's do this. And then last year, we were on another cruise, and we found out there was a really great cruise going to Cuba, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to bore you with the, the the whole cruise deal. But if you have questions, feel free to let me know because I'd be happy to answer questions because you guys should go. If you have any interest whatsoever, it could not be easier and it couldn't be more worthwhile. But that's not what I want to talk to you about. I want to tell you about our tour guide in Havana. So we went to two stops in Cuba, but I want to tell you about our stop in Havana. Right. Havana. Um, You it is part of our maybe cultural awareness. Right. Like we think of Havana back in the day. Well, literally Havana back in the day is Havana today. So it's like a time capsule. Literally was a time warp. You step back in time quite literally when you go to Havana, get off the cruise ship. But I want to tell you about our tour guide. Because mm-hmm. our tour guide was, she's a 20-something young lady. Her name is, um, well, should I even say name? I'm not going to say names because I don't want to, I mean, nobody's listening. But I don't want to worry about it. So yeah. we'll just say, beautiful young lady uh, who just out of college showed us around um Havana we booked a uh, like we booked the tour independently so mm-hmm. we just found a place online that does these private tours met her got off the boat she gave us like a walking tour of old Havana and then a um a drive in an old Chevy around Havana which is like the thing to do mm-hmm. okay so that was fascinating But when we were seeing all the sites, which are amazing and stuff, we also learned a lot about the average person's life in Cuba, the average day to day life, because that to me is the stuff that's interesting. right? Right. Like, what is it like? Okay, so, yes, it's like a time machine. Yes, you look out on the street and you see people riding horse and buggy. And also driving around old classic American cars like that are like
1: amazingly preserved. That's the part that is like amazing to me is that they look brand brand new. new.
2: They look brand new and they've been obviously refurbished and re, you know, done up to, you know, to look pristine. Um, Sometimes the engines are like from a Toyota or just bits and pieces that, you know, they were able to cobble together because they can't get parts to these American cars. So you see all of those things, right? That's very time-warpy. Uh, time but when you talk to the people, like we talked to this young lady who was our tour guide, you begin to realize just how it's like to live in that yeah. time-warpy experience. Because she knew about like all of these things in the United States. like She knew about Ellen. She knew about Starbucks. She knew about Walmart. She knew about Sam's Club. She knew about... You know, a bunch of things, and I'll tell you why I said that in a moment. But she knew about all these things, and we're like, how do you... Okay, so this is like we're living in the 1950s. How do you know about all this stuff? Like, where are you getting TV from the United States? Like, what is... Like, where are you getting stuff? And we learned about something called the package, and that's what I thought you guys would find interesting. What's the package, you ask? Yeah,
1: what is the package? Hmm. I'm a little bit...
2: Worried. Like, hey, wink, wink, nudge, yeah. nudge. What's Would you the like program? the package? Mm-hmm. I mean, when I've heard those words, okay. I think of something else. Yeah. The package is like a USB stick, or what do they call those things? USB yeah. stick? Is that what you call it? You know, you jam that thing in your computer the and it's flash got a the- flash drive. Mm-hmm. Well, they get these flash drives on a regular basis and sort of share them. And I think you pay for sort of to like rent one uh, for a period of time, the way she explained it anyway. And you on it, it will have, say, an entire week's worth of American television on it. And so she can watch every Ellen. So she was talking about Ellen and, you know, dancing and like the different things. Because she also mentioned Starbucks. And I was like, well, how do you know about Starbucks? Like, are there commercials on this stuff? And she's yeah. like, oh, no, no commercials. Absolutely no commercials. So they're getting current American television without the commercials. But she's like, you know, Ellen will talk about Star... And she kept calling it Starbooks. She's like, Starbooks, Starbooks. <sighs> and we're like, oh. She, like er, Ellen will do sort of like promos within her yeah. show. Like commercials within the... Like product placement mm-hmm. stuff. And she knew about all of that. And so they will trade these um, sticks. Flash, drives, flash yeah. drives. And that way they can stay up on all of the like latest news and TV and, you know, soap operas and primetime shows and Where do they get them
1: from in the first place?
2: Well, that's the other thing that I thought was so fascinating is that they have basically a black market. She came right out and told us that, like, if you want anything, you're going to get it on the black market. Our black market is more more, um, productive than any, like, they don't have department stores. They do, but they're really kind of for tourists. They don't have like a Walmart. There's no grocery store where you can walk in and get whatever you want at any given time. Mm-hmm. They use a lot of farmers markets and like um, regular markets, but things are only in season. So she's like, right now, tomatoes are in season. So everybody's eating tomatoes. It's always tomatoes, 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 tomatoes. And when they're gone, they're gone. Um, so they have this burgeoning black market because people are allowed to to um, travel, mm-hmm. but you have to go through this long convoluted process so the people that go out and travel will go to the states or they'll go to mexico or they'll go to some other latin american country um european country and like bring back a ton of stuff and then sell it on the black market and it's literally this crazy um network of like bobby's friend susan just got back from wherever and she's got jeans. Do you need jeans? Well, go see Bobby's friend, Susan. So you go to see Bobby's friend, Susan, and see if she's got some jeans for you.
1: Oh, my gosh.
2: So it's literally, um, you know, they have access to all sorts of, they're ingenious at getting access to things that they want, um, but they have to do it in sort of like a, you know, surreptitious way.
1: Oh, my gosh. You know, it's funny because, I I asked you earlier because I feel like they you talk about like going it's like going to visit a time capsule to like yeah. going through a time warp. You get there and you're driving in an old timey car where people are being transported on horse and buggy and like for yeah. realsies, but that they have cell phones and they're wearing so Nikes, a bit-
2: and they're wearing, you know, Prada hand or uh, Prada sunglasses. I mean, maybe not Prada, but yeah, they're wearing all the latest fashions that they've gotten on the black market and everybody knows that's what they're doing because that's what everybody has to do yet you know oh, they're also be... having to stand on the side of the road and hitchhike because the public transportation is so miserable there um she had to wake up like at 5:30 that morning to get to downtown Havana to be able to pick us up at the you know mm-hmm. cruise port so like it's uh, they live a very very difficult life and get this okay so the average person, let's. She has a friend who is a gynecologist. Did mm-hmm. I tell you this? I didn't tell you this. No. So she had a friend. our again? I would this remember is our guide. That. You probably would. Uh, this is our guide in Havana. She has a friend who's a gynecologist. That's mm-hmm. what she went to school for free. School became a gynecologist for free, right? Because that's the way they do things in Cuba, and they have some of the best healthcare in the uh, in the you know in North America because they have free you know mm-hmm. uh, medical care. Blah blah blah. However, a gynecologist gets paid the same as a trash collector, right? They all get paid the same, Hmm. which means they don't really have enough money to afford much of anything, especially Mm -hmm. if it's on the black market. So what do they do? They all have a second job. So her friend who's a gynecologist, who's like a trained expert on, you know, some of the most complicated procedures medically, right, is a hairstylist on the side. And she makes something like five times Her salary as a gynecologist on the black market. Well, not black market, because she's, you know, doing her thing on the side, doing the hair that she does being a gynecologist. And that money is what allows her to, you know, have nice clothes, you know, buy nice things, get stuff on the black market. Okay, That
1: is wild.
2: Yeah. So everybody has a second job and the second job is what pays them the money. So, again, ingenious people but the system is kind of crazy. How
1: do they even have time?
2: I don't know, but they, she, she said that she would have to take, to do the tour that she did with us. She might call in sick at her day job, um, and then go do the tour job on the side for the day. And
1: what was her day job? Your tour I don't guy. remember
2: what her day job was. Oh, I think that's... it was. Yeah, I, honestly, for some reason it, I'm blanking on that huh. right now, but she, she had some, you know, office job
1: oh my gosh well i'm so glad to have you back but i'm also so glad that you had these experiences so you can share that it's fascinating because it's really unique and and certainly not anything i've experienced anytime recently yeah or probably oh in the
2: starbucks she went to mexico she was able to travel first thing she wanted was um a cookies and cream frappuccino she was like that was the best thing did she love it yeah she had to get two Because, you know, and it's stuff that you and I would take for granted. And here's this person who just looks and acts like you and I do, who, like, the biggest part of her, you know, travel experience was Was getting a Starbucks. Cookies
1: and cream Frappuccino. Mm -hmm. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, big news for Jesse Smollett. Uh, And we've been following this story since the beginning, and we are all surprised. With the news that came out this morning That's about Jesse Smollett. It's crazy. We are going to get up to date after this on My Talk 1071. Well, you could have knocked me over with a feather today when the alert came across my phone that all charges were dropped in the Jesse Smollett case. What? Exactly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Um, Yeah, this. Came out of the
2: clear blue, literally out of nowhere. Uh, I was just putzing around on the interwebs, and all of a sudden, I see this headline. And I've been gone for a week, obviously. So I was like, "Wait a minute, what?" I thought maybe I'm there's something I'm missing. Oh, no, no, everybody was quite <laughs> equally um, and deservedly shocked to learn that the case against Jesse Smollett, who was alleged to have fabricated uh, a hate crime. Uh, against himself in the city of Chicago and that the you know Chicago Police Department had really you know gone to the mat to make sure he was prosecuted well prosecutors because that's the key here you got to remember that the police and prosecutors are two separate things right Mm -hmm. so the police can charge somebody Mm -hmm. or no police can arrest somebody on suspicion of something or other right Mm -hmm. and then it goes to the prosecutor who ultimately decides if the person is going to be um, you know Charged, what's the word held
1: responsible yeah uh,
2: sued not sued what's the word i'm looking for like done the things with the court and this stuff see i'm
1: it's okay it's your first day yeah you know what i'm saying but also like held I'm, accountable i'm terrible with the legal words yeah
2: things. well that's why we do what we do but what i'm saying is there's a difference here There, are right. the police and they're prosecutors mm-hmm. so it looks like prosecutors said you know what We probably don't have enough evidence. We feel like he's done enough to sort of, you know, make good. Um, He's going to essentially have given over $10,000 from a bond. um, And he's done some community service. So really, there's not much more we can do. Well, that has really angered the police department, the Chicago Police Department, who felt like they were taken advantage of and really made to look like fools, um, you know, in this particular case. Well,
1: and... and uh, you know, you can't really fault them or blame them because, again, one of the things very early on that was frustrating for all of us, was uh, when we learned that there was a pretty good case to be built, that Jesse Smollett orchestrated this entire attack on himself. Yeah. One of the things that was frustrating to all of us was the fact that they had um, had to call on um, so much of the police department to focus on this. That where when they could have been out
2: handling real, handling crime. real yeah.
1: crime in in Chicago instead of trying to hunt down these two guys that allegedly were anonymous that Jesse said he didn't know then it turned out he did know them then it turned out not only did he know them he had worked with them on the set of Empire not only had he. Worked with them on the set of Empire. He'd also given them money to train him. You know, then, then all of a sudden you're seeing all the places where they were connected and the police were involved all along and they could have been doing other things. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Now, what we should say is, remember, I said there's the police, there's the prosecutors. The prosecutors said "Uh, eh, there's nothing we can do. We're going to drop the charges. This wasn't even a plea deal where he agreed to do blah, blah, blah. No, they just dropped them. What you need to know about that story is things are getting even more complicated because the woman who was responsible for bringing or not bringing those charges had originally recused herself in the case because there was some uh, there was some. Uh, friendliness between her and and Jesse and or and or Jesse's people in his orbit, right? Mm-hmm. So you got prosecutors, you got police. Well, now you have the mayor of the city of Chicago, mm-hmm. Rahm Emanuel, mm-hmm. and he's come out and said um, something stinks with this Thank particular you. decision. So much like a lot of people who've reacted uh, the way we have. In this particular case, um, he strongly hinted at a press conference that there is corruption in the state's attorney's office Mm -hmm. and calling the decision to drop those charges against him a, quote, whitewash of justice. He says from top to bottom, this is not on the level and he wants accountability from the prosecutors. So it'll be I would say, even though the people over at Fox and the people over at Empire are sort of tap dancing on the grave of this particular case. I don't think that everything is over yet.
1: Oh, I would be sure that everything isn't over. And when you say they are tap dancing on the grave of this case, uh, the Empire writers took to Twitter with a little winky face. See y'all Wednesday. Hashtag Empire. Hashtag Empire Fox with a picture of the headline. Prosecutors drop all charges against actor Jesse Smollett. I mean, they really are uh, all systems go very excited. Yeah. Um, that this is the outcome now the part that I you know immediately I think to myself how many charges was it 10 charges 16 charges a lot 16 16 he was facing 16 <laughs> felony counts of lying to police um 16 counts how is it that those 16 counts those six that all those charges just uh, drop them all
2: yeah
1: and that that there that they think that we'll just, nobody will think anything of it.
2: Yeah. You well, see what I mean? I mean, again, you know, the prosecutors would say, as they have said in this case, that there would, or again, these are people talking. These aren't necessarily, this isn't necessarily the truth because we don't know everything that did or did not happen. They would say maybe they weren't able to, you know, prove right. the charges against him, but... We're going to find out more, guaranteed, in the days and weeks ahead. Yeah. No, this is not over. over.
1: It's not over. That's for sure. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show, celebrities behaving badly, as if we haven't already had enough. Okay. We've got more. We call them D-bags after this on my talk one oh seven one. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk1071, One, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, that's Bradley Trainer. Hey. He's back. Yay! We call those celebrities behaving badly. D-Bag. d bags presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the day good oh. flyer for me today oh who is it farah abraham
2: oh mm. farah what is farah doing did she mold another body part uh, and sell it to fans or no
1: what? um she's upset with her daughter sophia oh okay because sophia doesn't understand at the age of nine how amazing her mother is
2: wait what yeah
1: or maybe Sophia's 10. It doesn't matter. I mean, this experience. is actually totally age appropriate. Kids at that age are not really impressed by their parents. Correct. They're kind of busy, you know, like Ma. being their own Seriously. selves. Stop um
2: making it weird.
1: She did a 9 minute live YouTube video. Okay. All about how Sophia oh, no is an entitled little brat oh, who doesn't understand okay. how amazing her mother is. Okay, um, And I just, I couldn't even really find the best place to share with you this video because it's typical. Um, so let's just, I'm going to let her illustrate for you. This is okay, about, right. hold on. I want to tell you how far into the video this is. It's about a minute 30 into the video. And this will just give you an idea of what the experience throughout is, okay? Okay. 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 Does anybody understand what just happened? First she's of all... She's
2: basically shaming her child. Um, for not
1: thinking she's spectacular.
2: Yeah. And I also, went to a
1: semester of culinary school. She doesn't understand.
2: Also, if uh, you want to figure out what's wrong with your daughter, you might want to look in the mirror mm-hmm. because you raised her. Hi. Hi.
1: My favorite... Well, there's a couple favorite parts, when and she one checks of them, herself out. one of them, we didn't even get to. My first favorite part is when she says, "I mean, I wish Sophia the best. You, you wish,
2: you wish your ten
1: year old the best. That's something you say to a distant relative yeah. that you don't see very or often, or an enemy or like, that you're like, I yeah, really, yeah.
2: I'm gonna take the high road here, but she's a bitch. Yeah, and yeah, but I
1: wish her the best.
2: But I wish her the total best. Bless and look her. Look at my heart. hair." It's amazing. And I don't understand why my daughter doesn't take things seriously. <laughs> Look at my boobs.
1: And then at another point, and this is the point I did not share with you in this nine nine minute vlog uh live on YouTube of Farah Abraham admonishing her daughter for not seeing how spectacular her mom is. Um at one point, <clears throat> Farah Abraham um says She doesn't even know what degrees I have. I mean, she doesn't even know that I have. And I mean, it's not even important. I don't even need to share with you what degrees I have because I don't, we don't need to talk about that. That's not, we don't, we don't need to talk about that. Okay. Okay. Hi. Uh, I don't, pretty sure there's no reason to keep it private. I mean,
2: mean, are you in a witness
1: protection? Yeah. Like We don't need to
2: get into the details because it was one of those things that you do that you buy on the TV, you know? Babysitting, I saw VCR first repair.
1: Aid. It's thanks to Sally Struthers <laughs> that I am the success that I am child today. care
2: worker. And I don't mean like oh actual child care worker, I, I mean, mean like babysitter.
1: This is the woman who has like dressed her daughter up in lingerie and taken pictures She's of her. She's basically
2: shaming her child. Yes. Because her daughter doesn't recognize her amazingness. Yes.
1: So wow. good luck to you.
2: Also, she has had a lot of facial fillers mm-hmm. like that unrecognizable face is not natural no
1: facial not, fillers not at all yeah, a lot of things have been filled yeah.
2: well, I'm just focused on the face because that's what's in front of me on the camera mm-hmm. at but this point. she looks like a blow up doll, yeah, so
1: that is a whole look though, you know and people also, are doing that
2: well, it's not a good look, and also, what's delightful about how she has transformed herself. You know, she and Kim Kardashian is the same way. All the Kardashians, mm-hmm. their children aren't going to look like their no, parents. No,
1: I've thought of this before. That, like, their children are going to look at their parents and be like,
2: "I don't, I don't like know you. Yeah.
1: Are you real?" And they, and they'll look at their children and say, "Oh, I used to look like that." Also, before I bought my face,
2: <laughs> you can throw <laughs> into the mix uh, for your deep bags the commenters on this particular video mm-hmm. who says who says who say things like, um oh let's see you're amazing you're mm-hmm. exactly right um can you please post more on youtube i love farah great mom and woman love seeing her on the youtube yeah and but then there's
1: sh- shout out to annabella who said you're not a good person or mother
2: but then what, what's with delia talking about taco tuesday and tara saying taco tuesday yum Oh, Does she no. reference Taco Tuesday? Or I don't know. I, I didn't like, get
1: that far. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I feel like that might lead a, down a dangerous road, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I, I, yes. Well, when when mm-hmm. you're
2: involved. Mm-hmm. Very likely. Yes. Um, okay. So she's still up to her old tricks mm-hmm. and shenanigans. Yes. Hey, look at this. My D bag kind of for the same reasons. Oh, really? Well, not really, but kind of. Gwyneth Paltrow. Have oh, you talked did about she... her
1: recently? I mean, I I've feel been like gone for a week. she invented, you know, some other things. Uh, she talked about the conscious uncoupling again. Oh, okay. And, you know, she was on Dex Shepard's podcast. But no, we really haven't talked about her a whole lot. Well, I want
2: to talk about uh, Gwyneth Paltrow because she has basically um, embarrassed her child uh, on the Internet. Oh, what did she do? So, you know, again, she's got a child who's actually 14. You remember Apple. Yes. Apple Martin is her 14-year-old. Um, and she kind of ran afoul of her own daughter, and her daughter called her out on social media. So she posted a photo of the two of them. They were apparently, um, what do you call that? Skate, skiing, you know, on skis? Oh. I don't do that down, wintery does, stuff. Were they
1: going down a hill, or just I don't, right across no, the country? But they're
2: wearing, like, one. Apple's wearing a helmet, and Oh, a, that feels
1: like a downhill thing.
2: Yeah, a helmet and goggles, right?
1: Yeah, that you so go you downhill with that stuff.
2: You can't actually see her face mm-hmm. at all, and Gwyneth is taking a picture and it this is it was just a picture and she posted it and it says at like she put the apple emoji and then the love, the heart emoji mm-hmm. so is like, apple. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gwyneth said uh, the apple thing. And then Apple herself responds, mom, we have discussed this. You may not post anything without my consent. Nice. So Apple clearly not here for her mother's, you know, shameless self-promotion exactly
1: as a perfect mother
2: now i don't know uh what this is about but gwyneth goes on to say you can't even see her face you know like don't worry about it you can't see your face which you know she kind of has a point because apple's got a
1: like, like ski a mask, mask on. on but
2: but still clearly well, maybe, they've had a conversation yeah, no about kidding. putting her on social media and gwyneth did not Observe her daughter's boundaries.
1: That is rude.
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, if your child does not want to be, I mean, if your child, would you post it if your child said don't post that? No.
1: uh, If my child said, please don't post that, I would say then I won't. Absolutely. I will keep it uh, for in my embarrass you later file um, to be posted at your high school and or college graduation. And I'll put it on a poster board and make all of your friends look at it. But I won't put it on social media right now. No, Um, I would
2: never do that. Anyway, I'm glad (laughs) to know that her daughter is smarter than her own mother.
1: Can I just also, this didn't occur to me until you just.
2: disturbingly beautiful. Is she? Oh my God.
1: Well, I mean, she's got good genes. But can I just say this? This just occurred to me when you were talking about how her mother captioned the photograph with the emoji of an apple. Yeah. If your child has a name that also is an emoji? Yeah. That's like that's worrisome. You know?
2: Like what? Like burger? Yes. Yeah, burger would be a like weird I'm just name. saying, but I mean like, like rose, you know. Well,
1: okay, yeah. That's Eggplant. That, that's like an actual name. <laughs> that's yeah, but I'm just saying, think, think geez. through the emojis in your in your head. Yeah. Like the fact that she can just go by an emoji. Apple was always a weird Peach. name. We always thought Apple was a weird name. Yeah. It's still but now a weird it's like name. a
2: totally normal name compared to some of them. That's true. You know. But again, I will. But it's probably not beyond the realm of possibility to believe that Gwyneth Paltrow has said something like, "I started that."
1: She for sure did. Yeah. She that for is, sure has said that alternative after fruits
2: because she's also invented yoga mm-hmm.
1: and gluten-free
2: gluten-free yeah, and conscious
1: uncoupling
2: true, which
1: she did talk about at great length on the Dax Shepard podcast. And Bradley, I, she made my eyes roll all the way out of my head. Oh. There they went. Mm-hmm. Oh, seriously. I found them eventually down the hall. She said, she basically said like that she and Chris Martin, One of the things that they did so expertly is they skipped over the part of divorce where it's um, contentious and uncomfortable. They decided that they weren't going to go through that part. They were just going to go directly to the part where they were friends and they remembered all the good things about each other.
2: Okay. So you know what that means?
1: That they didn't actually deal with their stuff? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what that
2: means? That their life is basically miserable. And
1: that they're going to have to deal with it later in like tenfold. Exactly. Beca- and so will their children. Mm. So I wouldn't be so quick to congratulate myself.
2: Yeah, you know, the older I get, the more I realize that whatever you feel in your gut is probably the way it actually is. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they tried to sell us a bill of goods.
1: It was a bill of goods. It was a bill of goods. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. If it looks like. A duck. Smells like a.
2: Duck? Does it,
1: probably, it smell like a duck? What does a oh no, duck smell like? It quacks like a duck. Oh, it probably you. is a duck.
0: You step, you step on, on a duck?
1: A duck? <laughs> All right, when we come back on the, on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, Wendy Williams, we've got some more news about what's going on behind the scenes with her. <laughs> and it doesn't have to do with Graves' disease okay. that I know of. Uh, After this on my talk one oh seven one. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the situation with Wendy Williams, according to the Daily Mail, has kinda gone from bad to worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot more to the story behind uh th- behind Wendy Williams that we even knew on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk One O Seven One. Streaming live at my talk one oh seven one dot com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Now, Bradley, I told you up at the top of the show, I kind of got you up to speed about what, what Wendy Williams said on her show yep. about living in a sober living facility. She said that she had uh, some time ago battled an addiction to cocaine and that she uh, and her family decided that she would uh, begin living in a sober living facility to kind of start to deal with some of the demons of that addiction and that she'd be doing that for the foreseeable future. Um, and that she was also with a 24 hour sober coach, mm-hmm. um, but she didn't really address anything else having to do with why she had been absent from the show for a period of time, whether that had anything to do with, um, the choices she's been making uh, when she hasn't been doing her show. Yep. Um, the choice, you know, that she had been attributing to some complications with Graves' disease. Well, you'll remember that we had heard um, from her staff that things were pretty volatile behind the scenes between her and her husband, who also. Produces the show.
2: Well, th- that's part of all this roll mm-hmm. is that there's allegedly trouble in paradise, at least in so far as their relationship is concerned. He allegedly has a mistress. That mistress, by the way, has allegedly given birth. I'm Bradley Trainer
1: And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item.
2: A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out
1: pretty sure that's j-lo and p.s the person behind all of this is chris jenner llc we drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends
2: blinded by the item listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the blinded by the item youtube channel to his love child Mm -hmm. and there's this narrative that she's you know uh a hot mess because of that i mean we don't know what's actually going on, but we can surmise that the story that Wendy Williams is telling us is probably not the truth.
1: Oh, for it, a number yeah. of reasons. There may be some truth in there, but it's probably like, like a, she, a very small percentage. Like
2: she came clean about the fact that she's doing the sober thing, but like it just happens to be, you know, a few years later mm-hmm. down the road. The context Which doesn't is, seem very Plausible, but
1: we're just not getting the whole context yeah. for it. Well, the latest story um, is that. Well, oh, sorry. While you were gone, one of the things that that we were hearing from her staff, or, or you know, through the tabloids, being attributed to her staff, was that all of this living in a sober living facility was at the um, the request of her husband Okay. and that all of this was meant to kind of get her out of his hair so that he could continue with his relationship with his mistress who was at the time pregnant now has given birth and that he couldn't um that she was urging him to to get rid of wendy but that he couldn't divorce wendy because wendy bankrolls their entire lifestyle and so that was sort of what we were hearing out of the tabloids who were apparently yeah. hearing it from the staff on the show. Yeah, well, yeah. here's the story from the Daily Mail today uh, that Wendy Williams checked herself out of her sober living facility allegedly on uh, Tuesday or on, on Monday and uh, was trying to make her way back to her home in New Jersey, they believe. And on the way she found um, some places to drink and she was found later drunk and then taken to the hospital where she was given a banana bag, which is a um, sort of a cocktail. Yeah, which is like a cocktail of IV fluids that is meant to rehydrate and kind of sober you up. And that she showed up for work today and she didn't seem any worse for wear, Um, but that she... Here is definitely reacting to the news that her husband's mistress has had a baby. Also, she was seen not wearing her her wedding ring.
2: So I don't think that what she has been, I don't think she has been incredibly forthcoming about what's actually going on. Um, I think that's obvious. I also don't buy the like tabloid narrative because it seems too easy. Like my husband's cheating on me and I'm going to drink about it. Like those things all could very well be true, but that's not the way addiction has to work. Like people can um, relapse uh, drugs, alcohol, you name it. Um, Like at the best time of their life, when there's nothing bad Mm -hmm. going on, people don't drink because of you know, their husband cheating on them, that might be an excuse or it might be a, a trigger or something like that. But typically addiction is a little smarter than um, you know, tabloids are. And so I don't buy the tabloid narrative of this particular story either necessarily. I think there's probably a lot more going on that we don't even realize. It just seems too pat like, oh, you know, his mistress had a baby and you know she can't handle the truth and so has you know taken her wedding ring off and it does blah, sort of blah, blah, blah. read seems, like a novel it, it just seems yeah. too pat it seems like a mm-hmm. lifetime movie special or not so special mm-hmm. um so God only knows what's actually going on, but here's what I can say mm. I feel for Wendy Williams in this regard it has to be incredibly hard to deal with an addiction if it uh if she relapsed let's say let's say she relapsed let's say she found herself in the midst of her addiction once again. Mm-hmm. It has to be incredibly hard to know what to do and how to act and know what to say and and how to move forward when you're in the midst of that, but you're also a very public figure. Like mm-hmm. That cannot be a fun place to be because no matter what you do, people have their eyes on you. And if you've lied in the past about things, uh, if you have represented yourself as one thing. I mean, all that stuff's going to come back to haunt you. So mm-hmm. you're going to feel a pressure of like that. And you're going to feel a pressure of like everybody who's relying on you because if you don't show up for work, that means certain people don't get paid. Like that has to be a terrible, terrible place to be in. Yeah. If in fact that is what has actually happened.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because I think, um, and uh, Holly and I had talked about this a little bit while you were gone That whatever we don't we can't know exactly what's going on with Wendy Williams. Mm -mm. In fact, we don't know and we don't even really know a fraction of what's actually going on. But it is clear that whatever is going on is is bad or is I mean, at the least is very traumatic and difficult for her. Right. Because yeah. we're not getting a whole story. She's clearly struggling right now. And so all we can really hope for her is that whatever the actual problems are that need to be addressed, that she is surrounded by at least some people who are going to help her get the right kind of help well because she's in a position where people are going to want to take advantage of her. i was going to
2: say that's the problem that she's going to have is you don't know who to trust because you don't know who's got your best interests at heart or is who, who's trying to feed you a line so that you'll benefit somehow i mean i imagine there's all sorts of people that are trying to make good off of her lifestyle mm-hmm. so that you know while we don't believe a word coming out of her mouth Mm -mm. we wish her all the best
1: well i but i really truly do because i don't i i think when you're living in a space like that you might it, it can be really hard to realize that you don't have to live in that space, yep. but it's it's the hardest part is knowing how to get out of that space, and especially when you're somebody like Wendy Williams, who can so easily be taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. When we come back on The Colleen and Bradley Show, what are the ways that you are welcoming spring? Because oh, spring is springing. All right, 651-641-1071.
0: As fall fills up with activities and obligations, even a small time saver can feel like a big help.